Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivianttracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K, to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Awesome. So you have like this whole special show for us today. This is very exciting. Yes, this is our first special. Now we've done this because whenever we do a cheating question, we get loads and loads. Like how many do we get? We get like so many people writing, this happened to me, this happened to me. So we don't have time to answer all of them. But what I thought would be really good is to just do a special. And I looked at all of the basic cheating questions and they did organize themselves basically into three different themes so I thought if I took a question that was representative of each of those themes that would answer lots of people's questions all at once if you know what I mean and also I mean affairs are very very interesting Zippy and the reason why is that 20 years ago we would only ever be talking about affairs from the victim's perspective It was very much like all people who have affairs are bad, they're all going to hell, and that's the end of it. Whereas, you know, now research has proven that nice people have affairs, happy couples in happy relationships have affairs, scary. Women have affairs nearly almost as much as men. So it's a completely different conversation that we're now having, which I find really interesting. And two women who are particularly strong in research in this, which I just love both of them. One is Esther Perel. She's a Belgian super therapist. Everyone's probably heard of her. She wrote um, Mating in Captivity, who was the first one to really raise the whole, you know, maybe we're not born to be monogamous as human beings. And she's got two TED Talks, Why Happy Couples Cheat has had millions of views. And the other one was Rethinking Infidelity. I think that's had four million views. They're very, very interesting to listen to. The other person is Helen Fisher. Have you heard of her? She's a biological No, I haven't heard of her. I've, I've sort of been reading her ever since I did psychology. She talks a lot about evolutionary reasons for why we stray you know, why we are the way we are. It's All of her books are incredibly interesting. The Anatomy of Love, that was her main one that she wrote. So, I mean, cheating is a hot topic because most of us are up to it or have done it at some point in our lives. So Helen Fisher says 40% of us cheat. And a US study recently showed that 50% of women have cheated in their lives. Esther Perel, but sort of, I, th- I kind of agree with Esther's perception or estimation, which is that she says it's between 26 and 72%, 75%. And quite, it's such a broad spectrum because she says in this digital age, no one can really agree on what's cheating. 
And I think that is very true. That's another whole show in itself. What is cheating? So again, we're not going to get to all the questions, but I think these three little themes, which are actually they'll, they'll, they'll come out as we're talking, but they, they sort of encapsulate the majority of the questions. So hopefully everyone who wrote in your questions will be answered indirectly by these three questions being answered. Love it. How about that? I like this, what is cheating question too. You know, maybe it's just, if you feel really guilty, it's probably not right. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, you know, if you feel like it might, if you, you know, it's like one of those things, like if you're not an alcoholic, you're not laying in bed at night wondering if you're an alcoholic, right? People who aren't alcoholics don't tend to worry that, right? So maybe it's the same thing. Like if you really are worrying that you're doing something wrong, maybe that, maybe that's the alarm bell in and of itself. Not to be that wrong. Maybe it's not a full on cheating, but I don't know. I reckon I, I feel exactly the same way you do. And I kind of think if you're sitting there and you're thinking, what would my partner be thinking if you saw me doing this or thinking this? And if the answer is he wouldn't be very happy or she wouldn't be very happy, then it's probably wrong. We probably are crossing some kind of line. Right. Yes. And Definitely. no judgment, no judgment here. Just, you no, know, just, try, just yeah. trying to get a definition on the table. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So your theme number one is, should you ask for details? And here's mm-hmm. the specific question. My wife had an affair with an ex of hers who was always sniffing around. She stopped it after I found out. I found text messages. I do believe her when she says it stopped, but I can't stop wondering what they did together. I want to know the sordid details, but also don't want to know. Does it help people recover from affairs or make it worse knowing exactly what went on? Well, yeah, there's arguments for and against that one. And I mean, but you you definitely do need to know the answer to some questions. But whether you need to know, you know, were they better in bed? Did they have bigger boobs? Was the penis bigger? Were they better at oral sex? All those nitty gritty details, do you need to know them? Personally, I don't think so, but I will take you through the pros and cons for that. Now, the, the argument for knowing those little details is because if we don't know, we basically make them up anyway. And our imaginations conjure up the worst possible, most painful scenario we can possibly come up with. They were better looking than us, better in bed than us, funnier than us, more intelligent than us, cleverer than us. They make better food. They make, they do everything better than we do. So if, you know, if your partner does tell you some details, both good and bad, it can make the person that they had the affair with more human and less of a threat, right? Now, this is where it could go wrong though. If your partner won't tell you the details, and people often won't, then it makes the whole situation even worse. Because if you're saying, right, I want to know this and I want to know that, and they they say, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to tell you that because that's our secret. I mean, the main part of an affair that really hurts is that the we has gone. And if somebody says that, the we is still the person who's cheating, cheated and the affair, the person they had the affair with. So, you know, if somebody asks you details and you've had an affair, you have to give them. You really do, or else that's not going to be good at all. The other reason we like to know the the sort of sordid details is we need to check whether our instincts were correct. Like, did his car really break down that night? Was she really at her mother's? And of course, we want to know that detail because we need to know, well, if this happens again, will I spot it? Were are my instincts good enough? So I think that's a pretty valid reason for asking. And often the lying is worse than the physical infidelity in lots of cases. I think that would be the thing that would push me over the edge more so than the sex. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, because then like all the trust that you've built your relationship on kind of disintegrates. Yeah. That's right. And again, it stops that whole we're a team and we, you know, we're the ones that go off and have adventures. You can't go off without me. 
So there's all that sort of stuff. And the other thing is just plain curiosity. We want to know the details because we want to know what's this person got that I don't have. You know, we not only want to see the bed where it was done, we want to see the kitchen where the coffee was made and did they know that he had three sugars and what did they do after that and all that sort of stuff. We're just curious, right? I don't know about this. I don't know that I don't know that knowing all the details, I mean, oh, not no. to go against you, you're the expert here, but I don't know that I would want to know all the details. I don't want to know the details. I'm not saying this is what I would do. I'm not advising it. I'm saying these are the reasons why. Okay, okay. Sometimes it's good to know the details. Okay. I, my thing is you shouldn't know the details. And there are lots of reasons why. Esther Perel agrees with us. She says, why ask questions that are going to inflict pain and keep you awake at night? Right. And she talks about a story of a woman that she did, um, counseled in therapy who went digging, as she called it, and who found hundreds of messages and photos exchanged and desires expressed. And I'm quoting her here. And she says, affairs in the digital age are like death by a thousand cuts. And it is, I would, I mean, I'd have trouble coping with an affair, but if I just saw all that, if I saw hundreds of text messages and photos, I would be out the door. I wouldn't be able to cope with that at all. So, I personally think, no, you shouldn't ask for details, but what you, so don't ask, was she thinner? Was he, you know, better hung? Was he, all these sort of things. Ask investigative, investigative questions. It's really hard to say for me. Yes. <laughs> I'm not an investigative journalist. I don't know why I can't say that word. Right. What you should be asking is, what did that affair mean to you? What did you get from that experience that you aren't getting from me? Because we have That's affairs. A good yeah. We have affairs to get something that's missing from the relationship we're in. And one reason why people have affairs is they get to completely reinvent themselves. They get to wipe the slate clean and be this whole new brand shiny person, right? So the question that this guy needs to be asking his wife is, you know, who were you with this person? You know, how different were you with him or her, depending on who you had the affair, who she had the affair with, than how you are with me? So who did you reinvent yourself as this is the question that's going to get you places not the what did you do how was it type question so i would heavily come down on don't ask but there are reasons why some people do okay interesting would you, would you want to know details oh gosh no i no i don't think so well i don't, I don't know maybe I, I don't know maybe i would because i do ask like so many questions about everything in the past you know i want to know everything about that right like who was she what did yeah. she look like let me see a picture you know i'm so annoying about that but i don't know i don't know anyway. i want to know the reason why i want to know what i've just said i want to know why did you do it what's lacking what did you get from that that you didn't get from us do you think it's you know did you love them that would be my main thing and oh. uh, do you think it's going to happen again I'd be more upset about the love than I would about the sex. Much more upset about it. And this is what always happens. Men are more upset about the sex. Women are more upset about the love. Well, I mean, if if the person you're with is out there in love with and having sex with someone else, you basically don't have a relationship anymore. I mean, of course you're upset. That's like a deal yeah. breaker, right? I mean, that's like, I mean, what you do with that information is your own business, but you yeah. know, the but relationship women, is sort of done. But the right? women will hang around. So say, but this is assuming that the person said it's over and I want you. Women will give it another go if it was just sex. Men won't. They're upset about the sex bit. But women find out that it was love. They think very differently about it. So it's just interesting that what's more important to the other sex, obviously both are, but in terms of would you take that person back and give it a go, 
Yeah, for me, I would cope much better if it was a sex affair. That I'd be far less worried about than it was a love affair. And I think most women would agree with that. Yes, Whereas I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, sorry. Second one. The theme of this question is should you even up the score by having your own affair? Question. I've been with my husband for nine years, married for two of those. I found out a year after our wedding, he lied to me about his bachelor party in Canada. He went to strip clubs. He brought strippers back and had private shows. He even went as far as to hire prostitutes. I found out via a random message someone sent to me and he was forced to admit it. We've done couples counseling, but I still secretly hate him and want revenge. Should I have my own affair to even the score? This seems like a bad idea. (laughs) It is a bad idea, but what did you think of that question? I mean, they I were mean, together to read it. Like, this is the bit that I read twice. They were together for seven years when he did this. They, they didn't get met. They weren't. That's if you true. They were together seven years before he did this, right? Now, I mean, not that it's ever forgivable, but remember we did the whole bachelor party thing and, and there were stats that something like 90% of guys cheat on their bachelor night in some way, you know, this, we're talking about not just the the bachelor, but not the guy who's going to get married. What do you call him again? The buck or whatever. It's the everybody who's there tends to cheat. But this is on a different scale. And he'd yes. been together with her for seven years. This guy didn't just snog the stripper. He's hired prostitutes. Yeah, I mean, no, that's and, really not good. And it sounds like they've had full sex with them. I mean, he's not somebody that's pushed into it by his mates. He's organised no. what's basically a full-on orgy. Seven years yeah. old. this is different don't you agree i mean and she hates him so would i right yeah of course well i think she should just leave i mean not to make that sound so easy but i mean instead of having her own affair to even the score i mean that doesn't that no i think she should leave i think she should leave i think maybe for some reason well, you don't know. You don't know. And often with the questions, we have to truncate them and make them shorter because they are too long. But I'm more surprised that she's still with the guy than I am anyway. So that would be the short answer to this. But say, right, let's just assume that there are other people who are wondering, would an affair even score? Right. Well, obviously, the grown-up answer to this is no. It's not going to help anything. And two, Because two wrongs don't make a right, do they? And this is the thing that no one gets. Don't kid yourself that because your partner has had an affair that you have a leave pass to have one of your own. You might think that's fair. We might think that's fair. Your friends might think that's fair. But that's not to say that your partner will think it's fair. So many times I've seen this happen and they've gone, but you had an affair. Well, that was different. 
blah, blah, blah. You know, justification, just but you having an affair is completely different. So you having an affair, if you are going to have a revenge affair, will be just as much of a threat to your partnership in your marriage than you know, his affair or the first person who had one. So don't think the tit for tat affair is going to be any less stressful or potentially dangerous for your marriage. And also in this case, he didn't actually have an affair. This wasn't ongoing for infidelity. This was a one-off. So if you're going to do tit for tat, she should do a one-night stand because that's the other thing. He might say, well, you saw this person on a repeated basis. I only did it for one night. So be very careful with that. I think they have a tendency to backfire myself. But can I just say, personally speaking, without my psychology hat on, that I know of two cases, and these these aren't my friends, by the way. These are people that I've just spoken to through talking about this stuff for years. And I've seen two cases where it really did work to help the women, and they were both women, to help them feel better. And it's not representative because, as I said, plenty of women cheat as well. But both of them, their husbands have had an affair. They've both done the right thing. They talked about it. They'd gone to therapy. They'd done everything right. But like ages on, like a year or so on, they still had that like, you know what? You know, I stuck to my side of the bargain. Do you not think that I was tempted by somebody else? Do you not think that I wanted to run off and have some, you know, hot young thing and have a bloody sex affair? Which I completely get that. So that was niggle, 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 and they just couldn't shake it. So they don't know each other, these women. They're both two completely different cases. So one ended up off, she went off on a work trip, in quotes, and had sex with her ex. The other one had sex with her personal trainer and then dumped him afterwards. I just stopped employing him, which I thought was a bit naughty. But here's the thing. They didn't tell their partner, and this is when it can work. These affairs worked because They settled the score on a personal level, but they didn't ever say, and by the way, to the person who, you know, their husband who cheated, and I had an affair as well. They just, every time they felt this anger, they knew that they had done this thing, they'd got away with it, and it was their secret. So they could then go, you know what? You're sitting there thinking this, you've got away with it, and you don't know what I've done. And no one knew about it. They didn't even tell their best friends. They covered their tracks. So this is why it worked for them. Now, again, I'm not condoning doing this. I'm just offering you a different perspective. And for those two women, it really did work. But I think the trick and the key and the clue with all of that is that it wasn't a revenge affair where it was rubbing it in the person's face or saying, see, here I am. I'm capable of it as you are. It was done to settle their private score. And I think that's the big difference. Interesting. Sort of an emotional yeah. reckoning of themselves. Like it's almost yeah. like re- reclaiming some power or something. I don't know. It is exactly doing that. Yeah. I don't know. So you're, I would say the, uh, the general answer though is no. Yeah. I would say <laughs> don't have one. probably not, probably not <laughs> a good idea. This is not heading, taking the relationship in a good direction, no. but he's okay. already kind of messed it all up. So it's really not your fault, but anyway. Um, okay. And I also would not let him ever hang out with his friends again, (laughs) pretty much whoever these friends are. Oh, exactly. Right? Like what kind of friends are like, yeah, this is a good idea. Okay. Anyway, third theme is how to resume having sex again after an affair. So here's the question. My partner cheated on me. We've been to therapy and have decided to work through it, but we haven't had sex since I found out he cheated. I'm not even saying the (laughs) instant. Crazy. I can't read some of these questions. The image, I'm just going to skip. The instant image of him with her ruins my mood. And that's all I see is him with someone else. How can I get past this and enjoy sex with him and sex with myself again? 
Right. Now, sex, resuming sex after an affair is one of the hardest bits. And because one of the reasons why is that even if the affair wasn't about sex, it feels like it's about sex because sex is the only thing that you do together that you don't do with anybody else, right? So that's the thing that really is yours, okay? And I think what happens as well, and, and I think also lots of couples, sex is a bit of the Achilles heel with some very strong couples. I think lots of couples get the friendship right and the love right, but they don't get the sex right. So that is the sort of the sort of vulnerable part of the relationship for lots of couples. And I think that forgiveness happens after an affair. I think it happens intellectually. I think you get past it by intellectualizing it and rationalizing it. It's the only thing you can do because you have to intellectualize it in order to get past that very raw emotion. So I think your brain forgives first. And then I think your heart forgives next. And I think your body is the last to forgive. And it's because sex is so intimate. And it's not just that you actually, I mean, unless I suppose you could have sex in a different position, but you, you have to look each other in the eyes at some point. And I think that to be able to look each other in the eyes is the hardest, hardest part. And you can't escape that with sex. It's so primitive. It's so, it's like, here we are again. And, you know, and then you look in and you think, you hurt me so much. Do you understand? And it's, that's why it's the hardest, hardest bit. And so many couples try to have sex again, ends up in, you know, one of them rushes out the room in tears. And this is kind of what you're in for. You also know that the sex they had with this other person was going to be hotter than the sex they had with you because a fair sex is hot. By definition, you're sneaking around. It's forbidden. You know, you, you're not supposed to do it. These things make the sex hotter. So is it any wonder there's this video playing in your head of your partner and this other person having sex? Because, of course, it's going to be there. And, and the fact is you almost have to lean into it and accept this because there is no solution or technique which is going to stop this happening. So acceptance is part of the recovery with sex, I'm afraid. So you just have to accept that it's there try and just keep going and time heals and eventually it will happen less and less and less and then it will be gone. But that's something that I'm afraid is part and parcel of the recovery process and it's something that everyone asks, how can I stop this video? Well, you can't. I'm sorry, you just can't. But sex has to resume or else you will be forever friends and that's got to be something that you get past. Can I just say also, as an aside, some couples have the best sex they've ever had after the discovery of an affair right? They just suddenly have this intense, passionate sex. And there's there's reasons why this happens. Number one, you're desperate to connect. You're terrified of losing each other. Number two, you get into this primal mate guarding thing where instinctively you want to reclaim what's yours, right? The other thing is have, when your partner has an affair, it creates distance. And, you know, if you're one of those close couples that were friends, all of a sudden you're like, who are you? I don't know who you are. Who is this person? So your heart hates that, but your body doesn't. Your body's like, oh, this is interesting. There's somebody new. And the other thing is, of course, you see your partner through somebody else's eyes. You know, so what, if somebody else wants what you have, it becomes instantly more appealing. So lots of couples find this. You know, they're suddenly having this wild sex. I know lots of people that this has happened to, but yet they hate it because they're like, how dare you think that I forgive you? I'm not having wild sex with you because I forgive you. It's just part of the process. So you can have the opposite reaction. But some good things to do if this doesn't, if this hasn't happened to you, I think you can't even think about attempting sex again until you've got past at least a lot of the hurt because you have to look each other in the eyes. You've got to have done some work on it. 
And also, I think it's at the point when it's less bad person, good person, and more, you know what, you know, maybe there are other reasons around this and we're a team and we're going to fix this. Where it's, you know, I think that's when about the right time when you start, should start having sex again. A nasty thing to say, but has to be said, maybe both of you need to get an STI check before you start having sex again. Good practical um, tip. You never know. Yeah, it is. But it is, isn't it? I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. But practical things, again, have a brutally honest conversation about what you liked or didn't like about your sex life before. You, you, that your relationship before is gone. This whole, if you have an affair, one of you has an affair, you have a new relationship. You have to start a new relationship. And so you have to start a brand new sex life. So now's your time to say, you know what? I've always hated it when you did that. And maybe we could do more of this. So really have a good chat about what you'd like and what they you know, maybe what they were looking for with this other person, if it was was about sex. And then take baby steps. You will cry. You will get angry. You will, you know, it's very few couples step back into the bedroom and have a normal sex session that goes right to the end. They tend to, you know, it, it tends to happen over a period of time. And you might have a kissing session. Then you might progress to cuddling. Then you might do foreplay. And then you might get on with full sex. Now, I've talked about the Sensate Focus program before where you both just lie there naked and touch without agenda. So touch that doesn't lead to sex, that can really help. Don't be surprised if you don't get an erection or you don't climax because you it's so stressful post-affair sex. And your body, you know, penises and vaginas don't like stress. So <laughs> don't read that as take it personally. It doesn't mean, oh my God, see, he doesn't fancy me. Oh my God, see, I don't turn her on. It doesn't mean any of that, right? The other thing is the only time you'll ever hear me say this, Zippy, don't use toys. Okay. There is, a, there is a good time to not use a toy in Tracy's <laughs> mind here. I know. I know the only time I've ever said it. And the reason why is that toys way too easily can suggest a third person or entity in the bed. Got it. And now you need to like reclaim the space. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to do that. Do see a sex therapist if you're having problems. They can often help you with just a couple of sessions. And don't forget the afterplay because the cuddling and the snuggling and the here we are again and yet we did it is almost as important as the having sex bit. Love it. Okay. A lot of food for thought here. I mean, that's, that's just a lot to like, I mean... Whether you're debating having an affair or getting over it or have been cheated on or or cheating or, you know, trying to reconcile the events of the past. I mean, it's a lot. Like this whole mind-body connection too that you drew attention to is really important. Like you can't just necessarily tell your body like, okay, fine, you know, like it's, you know, they it knows, you know. <laughs> Of course it knows. And, and it is, and it's also, you know, just writing all the, you know, just researching all this. I, it's painful, isn't it? It's so yeah. painful. I can, I'm, sometimes I over-empathise and, you know, and I've had people cheat on me and it's a bloody awful feeling. It's awful. And how people cope that have been in marriages for like 20 years and suddenly they find out. I mean, like my mum, I mean, my dad in the fair for 10 years and I watched her slide down a wall and, you know, we, both of us know what that feels like. And, and so it's such a hard topic to answer. And I know that some people are going to come away from this and think, wow, I can't believe she said that and be angry at me. And But I'm also trying to be realistic about what life's like. And nice people do have affairs. And, you know, happy people have affairs. They make mistakes. We're humans. Okay, sex tip of the week to round up this affair and cheating special. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like a sex tip, but it is. And that is both of you make time for each other. Like you should always make time for your partner because affairs 
are way less about sex and then much more about desire and desire to be seen, to feel important, to feel wanted. So if you can do that and make your partner feel like that, you're halfway there to, I don't believe you can affair proof a relationship, but you're, you know, you're doing a big part towards it because that's why a lot of people have affairs. They want to be seen. So kind of a sex tip, sex no, affair relationship tip. It was good. That was a very, that was very, very good advice. Very good advice. Good thank reminders you. too. Okay. Well, thank you, Tracy. This was a great, this is a great cheating special <laughs> thank you for all of your insights per usual and the research and drawing an Esther Perel and all the rest. So I hope oh. this helps people out there wherever you are yeah. on the spectrum of all of these decisions. So I hope so too. And if anybody wants us to do another sort of cheating or affairs special, because it is a big topic, let us know. You can go on to, is it in the sex talk? Yep. Talk. S-E-X-T-O-K, you can, where it says ask a question, you can also write a comment or a request for maybe another theme show. I quite like theme shows, actually, yeah. now we've done one. Yeah, at least we don't have to dress up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, my God. Oh. I hate fancy dress, by the way. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks, okay. Tracy. All okay. right. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.